The blood has kissed better things over our lives than the blood of Edom. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you that He died our death, that we may live His life. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, who is our teacher, our advocate, our guide, our standby, our counselor, our teacher. We thank you that you have not given up on us. We thank you for angelic assistance. We thank you. That you order the events of our lives. We thank you that you prepared for our coming. We thank you that the lines are falling onto us in prison places. We thank you that we can never be a disadvantage in this life. We pray that may Christ alone be exalted tonight in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. We thank God for another opportunity to continue to work the works of Him who has sent us while it is day, because gradually. The night season of our life is coming where we will not be able to work. We are continuing our study on who is my neighbor. Who is my neighbor? And all too soon, tonight is the season or the episode finale of our study on who our neighbor is, which is what we mostly refer to as the parable of the Good Samaritan or the story of the Good Samaritan from Luke chapter 10, the verse 25 following. So tonight we shall continue from where we left off last week. And we ended up where the Good Samaritan ministered or administered wine and oil. So I would just like to read from the verse 30, Luke 10 from verse 30. Jesus answering said, A certain man went from Jerusalem to Jericho. Or let me just start from the verse 28. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, do this and thou shalt live. The verse 29, but he willing to justify himself said unto Jesus, who is my neighbor? And in previous episodes, we said that the question was asking that who qualifies for my love? Who should I love as myself? And Jesus answering the question said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his agreement and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance, a certain priest passed that way and when he saw him he went on the other side verse 32 and likewise a levite when he was at the place came and looked on him and passed by on the other side verse 33 but a certain samaritan as he journeyed came where he was and when he saw him he had compassion on him and he went to him and bound his wounds pouring in oil and wine and set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pennies and gave it to the host and said, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which one of these three thinkest thou was a neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, He that showeth mercy on him. Then Jesus said unto him, Go and do likewise wow i'm hoping that we can finish (laughs) 
But as I was reading, I just the Lord kept ministering to me something else. So we ended off last week on the verse 34. And he went unto him and bound him to his wounds and pouring in oil and wine. Pouring oil and wine. You see, last week I was talking about the insensitive nature of people. And the first thing that this Samaritan had was that he had compassion upon him. Or he had compassion on him. Let us learn to be sensitive to the people or the situations people find themselves in. Especially, for example, on social media. Those of you who tweet or I don't know what I say, you Instagram or whatever. Sometimes you just read some comments. Of course, some people they are not correct, but sometimes even among people portray themselves to be believers on the platform. So much insensitivity. Sometimes in our work field, some bosses, if you are a boss or a supervisor, sometimes we are not sensitive. And we are the workers too. Some of us are not sensitive to the situation. All we know is that boss drives in a big car. But you don't know the burden and the labor it takes in owning a business and running a business. You have no idea how much effort it takes to pay workers, to start a business, to pay utility, to pay for all these things. All you are looking at is that and we make 100000 at the end of the month and you only give me 3000 Let us learn to be sensitive. Let's learn to have compassion on people. And let us stop this issue of karma. He must reap what he sows. You are not God to be an instiller of justice. <laughs> let us learn to be merciful because God has showed us mercy. And last week we focus on the fact that he poured in oil and wine. And we made mention of the fact that the oil represents the blood. Remember at the last supper, he says, took up a cup and said, this is my blood. Do this in remembrance of me. And the cup containing the wine signifying his death his blood that purchased our ransom and the oil talking about the anointing talking about the presence of the holy spirit in our lives and these are the two arsenals that god has given to us to minister to the wounded people by the road by the way of the blood we have to minister the spirit and to minister the effect of the blood upon people this is our duty as good Samaritans. we have to tell people what god in christ jesus has done for us that he presented his blood on the altar he satisfied the demands of justice for our sake he took upon himself the curse and the effects of sin upon him and he delivered us not just from sin but the consequences of sin this is our message and as we are pouring down the oil as we are sharing down this message the bible said the words we speak they are spirit and they are life Whenever we minister the blood, whenever we talk about the finished work of Christ, we are speaking life unto wounded people. And last week we looked at several wounds people are in. The wounds of darkness, the wounds of ignorance, the wounds of emptiness life, an empty life, the wounds of a curse, the wounds of pain people are going through. And sometimes when you look at the complicated mess people find themselves in, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. But this is our mission. This is our goal to them. And one thing, or one, I just want to begin tonight's episode talking about one more thing that we do when we minister the oil and the wine is that we are telling people that we are relationship with God has been restored. All the wahala and all the troubles we are going through in life all started because Adam severed the relationship he had with God. 
and as a result of choosing to listen to the voice of the serpent he ignored the voice of god and because that relationship was severe we are suffering the consequences of it whenever light leaves a room darkness enters so whenever we minister the oil and the wine what we are doing is that we are introducing the life of god we are introducing people into a relationship with god and this is our message in songs of solomon he puts it this way that and he took me to the banqueting hall and his banner over me was loud jesus after he presented the blood remember when mary magdalene he went to see mary magdalene and he wanted to touch him when jesus said i do not touch me yet for i have not yet ascended to the father he has finished dealing with the things in the grief but he now needed to present his blood as evidence of his testament of his work and when they're in hebrews that he presented his blood into the real altar into the real tabernacle he didn't go to moses's temple he went to the heavenly one the real one and he presented his blood that papa i have satisfied the demands of justice therefore justice demands that i bring these ones into your presence not as enemies not as rebels but as children so in hebrews we have read the scripture several that in bringing many sons into glory god was had an aim of bringing many sons into glory jesus had this aim and in hebrews 1 uh, hebrews 1 it tells us for the joy that was set before him he endured what was the joy the joy of calling you his brother the joy of calling you a child of god and this is the life that we bring on to people so whenever we preach the gospel, this is what we are ministering. And this is our message. The hymnist likes to call it, tell me the same old story of Jesus and his love. And whenever we minister this gospel, as simple as it may seem, we are snatching people out of sin and its effects, out of a dead life into a real life. And then the Bible says that after that, he set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him and on the morrow when he departed he took out two pennies and gave it to the host and said take care of him and whatsoever thou spendeth when i come i will repay thee it is not enough to just minister the oil and the wine it is not enough to just preach the gospel it's not enough to administer the wine and the oil but we always need to go a step further of discipling people so jesus said that go into all the nations teaching them to observe all that I've told you and says making disciples of all nations making disciples of all nations that is why in Hebrews Paul or the writer of Hebrews said that when for the time he was to be teachers meaning that there comes a season in every believer's life where you should be able to sit down and teach people the word of God that goes beyond preaching that is talking about discipling people molding to grow up into full maturity in Christ. Other than that, these same people we minister to, they will take back that same road and they will have the same experience they have. So it is not enough to just pour the oil and the wine and leave them and leave them by the roadside. You must take them to an inn. You must provide care for them. We have been to raise disciples, not to raise followers on social media. Not to raise people who give us funds on our coming to minister. Not to raise people who buy us gifts on our birthday. Or to raise who give us funds on our days. 
but we are to disciple people. We are to help nature people to grow into full maturity. The Bible said, until we all come to the fullness and the measure and the stature of Christ. We have been called to make disciples. We have been called to discipleship. We have been called to go the extra mile with people. We have been called to take people to an inn where they can have a constant supply of care, where they can have a constant supply of training, of pruning, until they are now on their own two feet and they can restore other people. That is the goal of preaching or administering the oil and the wine. That is the goal of administering the oil and the wine. And one thing I love about this good Samaritan is that in ministering the oil and the wine, when we are ministering the oil and the wine, we don't do it with a sense of superiority. You know, sometimes we can help some people and we make them seem as though because we are helping them, we literally own them or we are literally, we are better and bigger than them. Not at all. They are all products of God's grace. Because the good Samaritan could have also fallen at the hands of the, of the armorers. But it was just by the grace of God. So we should always have this at the back of our minds. That we don't offer help to people with a sense of superiority. Because sometimes people think that because they help you, they literally own you. And they always go like, if it wasn't for me, where would you have been? Eh? Nobody knew you. Nobody counted you. Nobody, anybody looked out upon you. I took you up. Of course, sometimes because people can be ungrateful, <laughs> we need to remind them where they are coming from. But that is not the aim. The aim is not to help people, making them feel bad. I remember I was, I was having a conversation with a friend. I was telling her that Charlie, at a point in time, he needed money. But the only person who would help him to Charlie, when the person is giving him the money, yeah, the person wants to let you know that Charlie, you are my small boy. <laughs> so even though he didn't want to go for the money, he needed the money. So he has to just go humbly and let the guy tell, tell him his mind. You don't help people like that. You don't become a neighbor to people like that. You sometimes when people are even doing donations on TV or in public, they are giving out funds. You see the pomposity in which they do it. That I out of my own benevolence, I left the big city and I came to the village to come and help you. You know, we are ministering to people, their blood and the wine, because we ourselves are products of the blood and the wine. So we look at what the Bible says to the innkeeper that take care of him and whatsoever thou spendeth. When I come, I will repay thee all. I will cover the whole cost because he was aware of what was done for him. He said, we love because he first loved us. We show mercy to people because we ourselves are a product of God's mercy. You know, Jesus told a story or a parable about the servant who was forgiving his large debts and immediately he stepped out of the king's presence. He saw someone who owed him far less than what he owed the king. And he told them that put this man in until he pays everything that he owns me. And Jesus said that when those who were around saw what this man was doing, that, ah, you, you are owing one billion. We are forgiving you your debt of one billion. Somebody's owing you one Ghana cities and see the way you are all haughty about it. We should always have this in mind. Look at how God in Christ Jesus has forgiven you. Look at the extent to which he went for us. And look at that to also demonstrate love. That's why we call it the unfailing love. The unconditional. And that is the standard that has been set for us. So you don't just take into an innkeeper and say, Charlie, I have given you bandages. I've given you oil. I've given you wine. I've brought you to the innkeeper. So it's okay. No. You must leave money behind. 
and you must tell me that I will come back again. And whatever extra cost you obtain, I will also settle it. Because he realized the bowels of messes that he's enjoying for. That is why at the end of the podcast, we always say that, Oh no man, nothing but love. We are indebted. I am indebted to you. So it's like if I am in depth of Tengana City and I forbid it, I'm never in depth. <laughs> Imagine I'm in depth of Tengana City and the person I owe comes to me and says, you give me one CD out of the 10 CDs you own. I literally do not have a choice. I can't say I'm not in the mood of giving you the one CD. Or I cannot say, you know what, I have to go and buy Gobe or I have to go and settle something so you dare wait for me. No, I owe the person that 10 CDs. And now the person will ask for far less than that. So what you don't realize is that because of what God in Christ Jesus has done for us, we owe it to everybody that comes our way. Love. We owe it to them. That is why it is not an emotion. You cannot choose to forgive people. You don't have the choice to hold a grudge. You don't have the choice to gossip. You don't have the choice to not be intolerable. You don't have the choice because we owe it to them love and that's why you cannot do this with a sense of superiority or with a sense of bigness because always remember that you yourself you are a product of the grace and the mercies of god and our main focus is the last words that jesus spoke or the last but two he said that which of these three thinkers thou was a neighbor to him that felleth among the thieves and he said the one that showeth mercy upon him. The one that showeth mercy upon him. How are you a neighbor to someone when you show mercy, when you show compassion upon him? Why are you or how are you a neighbor to your colleague at work when you extend God's mercies upon that person? And I always say that sometimes in these situations, that you cannot help the person. Maybe somebody's in a financial situation. Eventually, you cannot help the person. There's at least one help that we can do for everybody. is the help of prayer. Learn to take people up in prayer. Your prayer list should always be full. Because there are many people that God always brings your path. That you should always take up in prayer. You may not help pay the person's rent. Or you may not help solve the person's health issue. You may not have the, the, the skillfulness to solve the person's family problem. But if there's one thing you can do is to pray for the person, is to extend mercy to the person. So the one who shows mercy is the one who is being a neighbor. And as I said, we are not merciful at all. You should see the way most of us are waiting for our ex to see us in that car. Most of us are waiting for our ex to see us in that door. Most of us are waiting for our siblings to see us in that position. Our father who abandoned us to see us in that position. Our mother who irritated us to see us in a particular position. So many of us, we go like, you will see me shy. Because we are hoping that we will be better than the person we meet. Than the person who didn't treat us well. The one that showed mercy. And I think I've said on the podcast before that there will, be, there will always come times in our life where we will play God in people's situations in people's lives there will come a time that somebody will require your mercy to sail through a particular storm in life there will come a time so a common example is imagine you're bullying in secondary school a senior who used to bully you a lot and now you are an hr <laughs> or now you are in a position of influence and you meet this person 
some of us will not be reluctant in telling the person how the person ill-treated us and how we want to make the person shake in our presence just to let them know that hey you never know where life will take you now i'm the one in charge be merciful to people be merciful to people the one that showed mercy was the one who was a neighbor so who is my neighbor my neighbor is the one i decide to show mercy to and remember in the first episode i gave a definition of a neighbor is somebody who is taking the same route as you have taken or you are taking but does not experience the same consequences as you do and because you realize that the person is on the same route yet still you were not experiencing the issues that person experienced it beckons on you to extend mercy to that person you could have also made a wrong choice you could have also made a wrong choice it's just by the grace of god and to the main thing which i love so much which will be the concluding part of tonight's study and the series is jesus said unto him go and do likewise and this is the big one go and do likewise <laughs> i see one of the things that used to puzzle me a lot is when i see people who have been in the church for so long and nothing seems to change about them and i i, I just didn't understand it <laughs> so i remember as i was looking at this scripture and i got to this verse initially i wanted to brush over it and and, and the holy spirit told me that look at the verse again i said yeah i'm saying that go and do likewise i said yeah what's up he says it's about the doing frankly speaking many of us we don't allow the word of god to change us so you remember our prayer we prayed for the year 2021 is to lay aside all filthiness and superfluity of nothingness and to receive with meekness the engrafted word many of us we don't allow the word of god to change us so we are remaining the same i remember an incident one day i think i went to church or went to church or went for a church program and my auntie came she, she decided to visit the church she doesn't know she was not in the country so she just came and she sat by somebody and the person kept complaining and murmuring and commenting when the person is preaching anything the person every statement the person says the person who was preaching this lady would comment eh why did you give this example why do you think i'm more spiritual like ah so my auntie kept telling that ah, who is this woman who's commenting about everything when they when we are singing hymns and then the person leading the liturgy says oh sing the first and the last then she'll comment eh what about the remaining stands are they not all important why do you think in the first and the last then my auntie will turn and say ah then maybe the next time the little girl oh we are singing all the standards the woman will get angry eh we think we have time to waste why are we just singing or why don't we just sing the first and the last stanza ah. and my auntie was puzzled ah, who is this lady so i didn't sit by her though so after church as we are on our way home i think either we were home then she was like ah, there's a particular lady who was sitting by me and she didn't tell me like what the person was doing so she was describing as a is it not this, 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 this? And the person was a seasoned elder in the church. In fact, one of the founding members of the church. I said, ah, is it not Auntie Susu and so? Like, I don't know, but the description she gave. So I had to really go and look for pictures or something just to be sure. He said, yes, it's that person. I said, oh, what has she done? Then she started to belly chapters. <laughs> or she was telling me the things this one was saying as the preaching. In fact, as the whole service. Why the prayer too long? Why is the prayer too short? Why is the song so slow? Why is the song so fast? Why is the guy preaching? So everything she was commenting about. And this was a founding member of the church. 
And I was like, what is going on? We do not allow the word of God to change us. We keep hearing the word of God over and over and over again. But little or close to nothing about us changes. And the sad thing which I have to say that like that, there's one person in the emulator, and his name is Brother Judas. <laughs> How can you walk with Jesus for this long and still the greed in your heart about money is still there? And what fascinates me is that as Jesus was getting closer to his death, he kept talking about his death. He kept saying how he will be betrayed. Judas heard it, but for some reason, Judas did not change. And it's amazing. Even at the Last Supper, when Jesus said that the person who eats or who has dipped his hand with me is the one who is going to betray me. And he even said things like, it is better for him if he was not born. Judas heard all these sermons. Where was Judas when Jesus was talking about the rich man that because of the man's addiction to his wealth, how hard it is for the rich man to enter heaven? Where was Judas when Jesus was doing all the miracles? When Jesus was showing love, what was Jesus' cry? And in Matthew, I think, chapter 25, when the woman came to pour the alabaster box of expensive ointment, that was the tipping stone for Judas. All throughout the scripture, you can count the number of times Judas spoke in the Bible. And one of the times he spoke the most was when the woman came to pour the ointment, when he said, why this waste? We could have given this money to the poor people. Hmm. Just always use the poor as excuse. God is watching you. Hmm. And we'll go there. So Judas spoke and said, why are you using all this waste? And I think Matthew 25, and immediately after that incident, Judas went to the scribes and the Pharisees to start the plot of the downfall, if I should say, of Jesus. Judas remained unchanged despite the words upon words upon words that he was having. Go and do likewise. You see people in church for 10 years, 20 years, and they don't have a second thought when they are gossiping. And I'm like, it's fascinating. You know, one of the incidents that happened in my life, that in quotes, me, I could say that, ah, I realized that, in fact, I am growing in the Lord, is when I started taking notice of lies. Initially, when I'm telling lies, or when I'm not even lies, like serious lies, like sometimes you are exaggerating something or you are under-exaggerating something, I just say it freely and clearly, I don't even notice it. But now every lie I tell, whether, however, white color lie or whatever we want to sugarcoat it, every lie be lie, <laughs> good lie, even exaggeration, I take notice of it. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? And the Holy Ghost ministered to me that yes, it's a sign that you are growing. It's a sign that the word of God is pruning you. So it's like when the Holy Ghost cuts off one branch, which tree will be there and one branch of you will be pulled off and you won't notice it. You don't even notice when you tell lies. You don't even notice when you backbite. You don't even notice when you are accusing people. You don't even notice when you are walking out of love. Because you are not allowing God's word into your heart. So there is no change. And I'm saying apart from our religious jargons and our occasional participation in church activities, there is close to nothing about us that shows we are children. Go and do likewise. The aim of this podcast and all the other podcasts is not to show our muscles in the scriptures or to show any other thing, but for us to release into us the energies of God to go and do likewise. is to renew our minds that life is not about karma. 
Life is about showing mercy to people. It's about being the good Samaritan. So the purpose of this study is for us to go and do likewise. If you are a secretary in an office, go home and do likewise. Don't be frowning at people. Don't be hoarding letters and envelopes. Don't be demanding for bribes from people. If you are a policeman, don't be demanding for bribes from people. Whichever profession you find yourself, if you are a teacher, you don't teach well and you force the parents to come and do extra classes with you, go and do likewise. You know, especially in Ghana, for instance, every criminal acts you like a people, a group of people are engaged in. Maybe except I'm robbing. But every white color crime people commit, the crime you commit with a pen, not with a gun. At least you will find 50% of them are touching this. <laughs> Whichever church they belong, 50% of them are touching this. So you ask yourself, what at all happens when they go to church? We do not allow the word of God to change us. We do not allow the word of God to change us. So we still remain the same. And what we don't realize is that we are walking in the footsteps of Judas. Judas did not change after three years. And look at the, imagine John chapter 6, after Jesus gave the hard sermon, <laughs> when he told the people that you must drink my blood and you must eat my flesh. The Bible said all left him except the twelve. Judas was part of the twelve. Judas was there. All the sermons Jesus did. And in fact, John tells us that Jesus said so many things to them in private that we are not privy to that information. All those things, where was Judas's heart that he could sell his master for 30 pieces of silver? It's so sad to see our participation in religious activities, but how little our fruits are. You should see how people in church are so comfortable talking about their relationships, the things they do in their relationship. I remember one day I went for a gathering, so they were talking about religion. And the things people were talking about, I asked myself, ah, Am I in a church gathering or I found myself in the wrong place? People could openly talk about things they are doing in a relationship as though it is normal. And I remember the funny thing is how they even define cheating. I always tell people that in a relationship and in marriage, we don't have anything like cheating. The word is sinning. It's not cheating. So we care less about what God thinks. We care less about what God thinks. We are only remorseful when our partner catches us. Apart from that, you can conquer. And these same people are found in church every week. Some of them even participating in weekday meetings. But they are not being changed by the way. So Jesus knew that if he told them this story alone, this man, he would go and live the same. So he concluded the parable by saying, go and do like what? It is not enough to know you are supposed to be merciful. It is not enough. You see, and one funny thing that almost everybody in Ghana, especially, we know about love. You see stickers like, let love lead. You see things like, we have all sorts of quotes about love, but we are the most unloving people, the most insensitive people. And you ask yourself, what is going on? What is going on? Allow the word of God to change you. Renew your mind with the word of God. It is not okay to tell lies. It is not okay to hold grudges. I said, hey, sometimes you look at the grudges people can hold in check because maybe you are a choir person and your, and your director has given your music slot to somebody so you are bearing a grudge against this person. And you wonder, these people are in church for years, years, and they remained unchanged. Go and do likewise.
I think that will be our main verse for tonight. Luke 10, verse 37. Luke 10, verse 37. And Jesus said, and he said, He that showeth mercy on him. Then Jesus answered and said, Go and do likewise. You want to spend some time in prayer. And obviously, we're asking for grace that the word of God will change us. Let the word of God change us. Let the word of God change us. We keep hearing about love. We keep hearing about giving. We keep hearing about how to walk in the foot of the Spirit. But we still remain or we still remain unchanged. There is nothing about us apart from our religious jargons and our participation in religious activities. Father, grant us the grace to go and do likewise. The purpose of hearing the word of God is not to excite us, is not to demonstrate our scriptural muscles, but is for us to be doers of the word. James said that if we just look at the word, if we just read or hear the word and we don't do it, it's like we are mad. That is a natural face in the mirror and immediately we forget what it looks like. We are people of mercy. Let us not forget God. Let us not forget, Lord, that we are people of mercy. We are people that are supposed to show compassion upon people. Show compassion upon your father. Show compassion upon your mother. Show compassion upon that church member who has offended you. Show compassion on your ex who told you it is not you, it is me. Father, grant us the grace to be people that show mercy. Grant us the grace to minister the oil and the wine. Grant us the grace to bandage the wounds of people. Let us not go about opening the wounds of people by gossiping and backbiting and assumptions. But let us bandage people. Grant us the grace to raise up disciples who said that he put him on his own donkey, took him to an inn, and took care of him. Grant us the grace to raise disciples of thee in the name of our Lord Jesus. Grant us the grace, Lord, to go and do likewise in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Wow. Luke 10, 37. And he said, The one that showed mercy was their neighbor. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Go and do likewise. So even as the year comes to one, we remind you again to give God your best. Allow the word of God to change you. Allow the word of God to change you. Hey, some Christians can be arrogant and you wonder what is going on. Are they in the same church? And then, yeah, as the years come to an end, oh no, man, nothing but love. See you next week and bye bye. Mm-hmm.